this morning making a fire that was full of old coals from last night. You know, choked up. This screen was dirty, so I had to clean it out, chop some sticks, make the log fire. The old had to come out and be chucked in a bag and slung on the skip. And a new fire was to come, and is to come. And I'll be a part of that. I'll have to light it and create the fire. Thought, food for thought. Out with the old, or not looking to the past, but we've got to look to the new, haven't we? And this is the new Sunday uh, today of the new year. And hopefully we can, with God's help, bring some thoughts to us. So Isaiah 43, verse 18... Through 19, if you've got that. This is God speaking. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. A few things to think about there, isn't there? Isaiah was a major prophet. A major prophet, not a minor prophet. He was the one that was prolific in his prophesying and his speaking to the nation of Israel. And he was prolific in his prophecies about the Lord Jesus Christ, the coming Messiah, the Redeemer, Israel's Redeemer and our Redeemer. You can read all that through. We've done it on the Christmas as we're going through the Christmas stories. For unto you a child is born, unto you a son is given, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. This is Isaiah speaking, prophesying to a nation that was in a right mess. And then it came into a further mess when they were in captivity and in Babylon and stuck and trapped there. No hope, no no way, no future, no nothing, just in a strange land. And so Isaiah has a word for them. And he speaks to them about forgetting the former things, the past. Forget it. Don't dwell on it, he says, because I'm going to do something new. And God is always doing things new. I can testify to that in my life. It's like 10 year blocks. <laughs> I <laughs> do things for 10 years and then he seems to change it and it's something completely new. Sat in a shop for 12 years. I'm a builder by trade and I ended up in a shop. <laughs> Charity shop. Raising thousands of pounds for Romania. But <laughs> learning about antiques that I knew nothing about. But yeah, God does new things. And then after that I end up in a church, pastoring a church and pioneering a new church. Wow. And then, you know, that decade's gone, and the new decade, what's God going to do now? He's always doing new things. Don't keep looking back. Let's look forward to what God will do. Yes, he's a major prophet, prophesying and speaking to Israel, speaking directly to the captives. And you can find that, actually, if you've got your Bible, you can find it in verse... This is where he takes it up in verse 14. This is what the Lord says, Your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, for your sake I will send to Babylon and bring, out the fut uh, bring us fugitives, all the Babylons, in the ships which they took pride in. I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's Creator, your King. This is what the Lord says, He who made a way 
through the sea, a path through the mighty waters. This is him reminding them of what he did in, his, in Egypt when he brought them out. He says he's reminding them here. I made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew, you, drew out the chariots. This is Egypt who followed them. And the horses and the army and the reinforcements together. And they lay there never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. Forget the former things. Then he goes on to say, forget all that. Forget what I did in Egypt. Forget all the things that I did there. Because you can be dwelling on it. And you're stuck in a place of captivity and you're going, oh, but where are we now? Forget that. Don't dwell in the past. Look to what God is going to do new. Same power, same authority, but a new thing in a new way. As I say, God's always doing something new. And he can do something new in your life, no matter where you're at right now. Dwelling on the past. Oh, maybe God can't do anything else. Yes, he can. Yes, he will. And he's not going to do it exactly the same way that he did, but it's the same power to bring you through into what he wants. Okay? This is what he was saying in a nutshell. Forget the thorn things, do not dwell on them. Now, Gideon had this problem. If you want to turn to it in Judges 6, 13 and 14. Gideon, Bidian had taken over the land. The invaders had come into Israel. Israel were disobedient and God was teaching them a lesson through uh, the nations around them who were coming in and attacking them, spreading out like locusts over the land, destroying their crops, taking everything that they got. And Israel were, were, were in a destitute, destitute, in a terrible situation. And Gideon is hiding away in a cave, threshing out what he'd got, because he didn't want the Midianites to see him. He was in hiding. Okay? Maybe you're in hiding. And this is where... It takes it up. And God says something to him. He sends his angel to him, the angel of the Lord. And, he's, and Gideon said to the angel of the Lord, Oh, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened? And where are all these miracles which our fathers talked about? See, forget the form of things. Saying, Did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in the mighty the might of yours and you shall save Israel from the Midianites have I not sent you so Gideon was doing the same thing he was looking back to what God had done and because he were in a terrible situation he sat there and letting the circumstances around him affect him he was in hiding he wasn't looking up he was looking at what was going on and so the angel of the Lord came to him and said you can deliver these people from this situation. So he starts to look back. Ah, oh, but look what God did in the past and why we're in this mess now. And this is what we can do. Look back or look to the scripture and go, Phew. because your circumstances and your problems are so overwhelming that you can just look back and think, oh, well, he can't do anything now because we're in this mess. Oh, yes, he can. Oh, yes, he can. Didn't, didn't Moses say when God said, feed the people? And he said, how can, all, how can we feed all these people? Millions of people. Started to reason it out. It was Moses the greatest mind that was at the time. He was educated in all the education of the Egyptians. He sat there and he thought, how can I feed this? Like, it's impossible. And God says, nothing's impossible to me. Nothing. And the next day, the wind blew in and brought in the quails, knee-deep. And all the people fed until it was coming out of their nostrils. This is what God can do. 
But do not look to these old things. Because God is going to do a new thing. And that's where your faith has to kick in. Is God going to do something new in my life in this situation that I'm going through? Yes. Maybe not like that. But a new way, a new thing. And that's, I think, what God wants to encourage you with today. And the church with today. The past is a great place to learn from. It's a terrible place to live in. Do not live in the past. You know, some of us are hanging on to our baggage, unsolved issues, failures, and negativity. Do we not hold on to these things? And we can hold on to it far too long. Listen what David, King David is a great example. Love David because he's real. He had real situations and real life issues. But he'd learnt to look to God. And in one situation in Psalm 32 verse 5, he said, Then I acknowledged my sin. What was he talking about when he was saying this? Look, he, he committed a terrible sin with Bathsheba. Fallen into a terrible sin with her. Took her, took her as his own. It was another man's wife. He had him killed by putting him into the front of the army. You know the story. And so he committed murder. Ended up falling down into a trap and spiralling down in it. And then trying to hide it. Now this is a problem. Trying to hide and cover up sin. Don't do it. Because it laid heavy on him. He said it laid heavy on me. All my bones ached. I didn't sleep. I couldn't live life because of the burden of guilt. But what did he do? Then, when all this was happening to him, then I acknowledged my sin. Oh, I acknowledged my sin. Maybe this morning you've got to say, God, I acknowledge my sin to you. Do you know what the Bible says? Out of all things, praying, fasting, crying out, it's what God wants is honesty on the inside. Be honest with God, tell him, because he already knows. Then I confessed my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. Stop doing that. I said I will confess my transgressions to you, Lord. And you forgave oh, the guilt of my sin. That's what God can do. That's a new thing in David's life. Yeah, he'd experienced God with the Baalion and the bear and Goliath, but now he's experiencing God again in his life, cleansing him, freeing him, forgiving him. How? On his confession. I acknowledge I confess, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. That's a real experience, friends. Guilt's a real experience. It really is. It can hold you back. It can stop you going forward. You can say, I'm going to go... Yeah, but I've, you know... And then you try again. Oh, yeah, I know. And then the devil will agree with you and keep you there. And build it up in your life. And keep reminding you as you try and go, you've got to get over that. And confess and believe. And the guilt of my sin. See, when, when God cleanses us, when Jesus' blood is applied to our hearts, there is a freedom, a freeing of the weight of guilt. I've experienced that. Not once, many times. It's when we come to that place, an acknowledgement. And then there's a miracle that happens on the inside. It's a transformation it's a cleansing, it's a healing, it's a renewing. Don't hold on to the past. Don't cover it up. 
Confess it and say, be real with God. And I'll tell you what, he'll be real with you. Can we live in the past and never embrace the future? We can live in the past positively, learn things from it, as Israel did, and then embrace our future. We can embrace 2024 in faith, knowing that God will work new things. To, uh, the question that what God <laughs> is saying to us today and to the church and to you maybe, I love this and I want you to take this scripture to heart. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, in Christ, or in Adam, we've got to be in Christ, he is a new creation. Let's put she as well. Is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, all things have come new. What hope does that bring, friends? That was the greatest scripture in my life when I came to Christ. My old past had gone. I couldn't be held by it anymore because I recognized I was forgiven. The guilt of my sin had been cleansed away and I was free to walk forward, no longer held by it. That's the real experience. What's holding you back in your past? What's got you? Well, the scripture tells you all things are made new. The old has gone or is going because that's a process as well. In a sense, it has gone. It went when Jesus died on the cross. He took it, he beat it, he defeated it. He rose again over death. He's in heaven now, glorified, crowned with many crowns. Billions and billions of angels, it says in Revelation, are falling down before the Lamb that was slain, saying, worthy are you to receive honour, power, glory, majesty, and praise, equal with God, the same throne. So he defeated it. And yet, in a sense, because we've gone through life and created so many apps in our brain, right? We've downloaded so much stuff, you know, maybe abused, maybe, you know, people have told you all your life, you're no good. Negativity is just a part of the way that we think, as the Bible says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So it's a process. So it is old as going. It has gone, but it is going. Okay? But I hang on to this, friends, because you might think, well, I'm not there. I'm, I'm, I'm not like them. It's a process. There's, sometimes it's one step forward and about ten back. But let's you've got to keep going. And so it is a process of the old going. It's called sanctification. It's a called the T-shirt that says, God is not finished with me yet. I'm a work in progress. It has gone, but the apps are being deleted. Being deleted as you work with God and allow him to do that. Because we keep coming up against things from our past. And like a snake, if you're afraid of snakes, the best thing to do is to go and touch one. To get you over the fear. Isn't that what they do, the psychologist? And sometimes God puts you in so many situations that he knows what the apps are in your brain... And he brings you up to a situation and you freak out and the app starts working. And then you've got to delete it. <laughs> How do we delete it? By walking and working with God. 
called putting off the flesh. It's called, if you do walk by the Spirit of God, you do put off the things of the flesh. Okay, so that's in a modern sense, <laughs> and in the scriptural sense. Okay, uh, so... <laughs> If anyone is in Christ, is you know, your past no longer defines you, friends. Your past failures don't define you. Your brokenness doesn't define you. It doesn't condemn you. It doesn't rule over you. Listen, doesn't rule over you. Christ rules. We are completely new, and we have a completely new spirit living in us. Who renews us daily. The old flesh is perishing and falling away like... Wake up with another ache and another pain, but I'm reminded that, yeah, the old body's perishing, but inwardly I'm being renewed day by day. Renewal. Um, Verse 19, verse 8. See, I am doing a new thing. It springs up. Do you not perceive it? Okay, there's a few words there. Perception. (laughs) We've entered into 2024, and as... They do on sports and TV programs and the news. They look back over the old, don't they? They reminisce and remind us about what happened in the year. And maybe we can do that and look back and think, oh, there were some sad times. Whoa. And that can be your, your focus. <laughs> well, there's some good things. But like I hit that light down there that was red, I seem to think every time I come, no matter which way I come, it's red. And I forget to think, yes, it did turn green. But don't look at that, look at the red. Keep thinking about the red. (laughs) And then, you know, yes, it was green. Yes, but the focus seems to be on the red. Your focus can be on the past, on the sad things. But there were some good things. Yes, plenty of good things. But we're not to think about them now. Forget it. Learn from it. Are you learning from your, your past? Are you learning from those things that have hurt you? Are you learning from... The difficult times that you've been through, is there something that you can learn from it? Or are you still in the process of learning? Are you still in the process of going through it? Now, the word perceive. <clears throat> if it's new that God is doing, it could be new opportunities. Do you perceive it? Opportunity knocks, remember him? Huey Green? <laughs> I'll tell you most sincerely, folks. Yeah, opportunities knock or are knocking. Events, circumstances, changing. Do you see in the circumstances of your life, God working? Do you? New moves, new stops, okay? God can be moving you, or he can be stopping you. The key is perceiving. Do we perceive what God is actually doing in my life through circumstances, through the issues that are stopping me? Or we bulldozing our head down, I'm going to get through this. Or step back and say, Lord, are you stopping me? That's happened to me many times. It does. Because we don't perceive all the time what God is saying to us. It filters through so much junk. So many apps that are in the way that need to be deleted off the Facebook page or the, not sorry, off your phone page, of your phone. Because it's clouded. And you can't find your way around it because too many apps. So, God puts you in a situation that you're forcing a door. It's not opening. It's not happening. Didn't St. Paul have that problem? And he had to say, the spirit of Christ stopped us. Or then he said, Satan stopped us. But God opened a new door. 
through a vision, through a calling? Are you perceiving these things that are happening through circumstances and things in your life? Yeah? I can see a lot of people nodding and going, very thoughtful, going, hmm. It's right. It's true. Perception, insight. This is what it means. Sensitivity, discernment. The Collins Dictionary states this. It says, it's, an, it's the act or faculty of apprehending by means of the senses or of the mind. Okay, so there's a few things there. Opportunities, events, circumstances, moves, stops, right? Are you perceiving that God is maybe in this doing a new thing? Stopping you from going forward, bringing you into a new place, so on and so forth. Now we've all heard the story of the man, the drowning man. <laughs> you like that, this one? Uh, a fellow was stuck on a rooftop in a flood. He was praying to God for help. Soon a man in a rowing boat came by and shouted to the man on the roof, Jump in, I can save you. The stranded fellow shouted back, No, it's okay, I'm praying to God and he's going to save me. So the rowing boat went off on his way. Then a motorboat came by. The fellow in the motorboat shouted, Jump in, I can save you. To this, the stranded man said, no thanks, I'm praying to God and he's going to save me. I have faith. So the motorboat went on. Then a helicopter came by and the pilot shouted out, grab this rope and I will lift you to safety. I can save you. To this, the stranded man again replied, no thanks, I'm praying to God and he's going to save me. I have faith. So the helicopter reluctantly flew away. Soon the water rose above the rooftop and the man drowned. He went to heaven. He finally had got his chance to discuss the whole situation with God. At which point he exclaimed, I had faith in you. Didn't you save me? Why didn't you save me? And why did you let me drown? I didn't understand why you did all this. To this God replied, I sent a rowboat. I sent a motorboat. I sent a helicopter. What more do you expect? Are we in that category? Verse 19, I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. A way in the wilderness. If you look back to verse 2 of 43, it says this. Uh, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Oh, that's incredible. What verse that is. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, they will, you will not be burned. And the flames will not set you ablaze. Hallelujah. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. Isn't that amazing? Does it mean, does God say you won't go through troubled waters and you won't go through a wasteland? He doesn't. He says, when? you go through them. Have you noticed that? So in life, we're going to go through waters of affliction, desert places of difficulties. But listen, the difference is, this is the difference. He says, I am with you. And these situations won't overtake you, overrun you, and destroy you because I am with you. And in part of that, part of this, he says, I'll make a way in the wilderness. I'll make a way 
for you. And this was the new, that Israel was stuck in it, Babylon. The captors were saying to them, sing us a new song, sing the songs of Zion. And they said, how can we sing the Lord's song? Well, we're stuck here in this awful place. And they were taunting them, come on, sing the, sing, sing, sing the songs of Zion. But God says, don't look back to all these things. I'm going to do a new thing. I'm going to deliver you out of this place. But not exactly how I did out of Egypt. It's going to be a completely different way, but it'll be same problems, but I will make a way. Okay? I will make a way. So in the wilderness, he says, you'll make a path. I don't know how that is to be, but the people came back out of Babylon and he made a way for them. It happened. Then he says, when you're through a desert place, I'll put streams, not stream, streams of living water, water to quench your thirst, to meet your need. Streams. So there's going to be many different places and you're tracking along. And many places of dryness and many places of difficulty. But I'm with you and I'll make a way and in that path there'll be some point where I'll speak to you and I'll help you and I'll guide you if you listen to me. And if you put your faith in me, I'll make the way through. Same power as it was in the past, but different, but new. And this is what God is saying. It's a new way forward. It's a new path. With the same problems, but a new way of confronting them and a new way of finding God working through them. Okay? Do you know, God never does the same thing the same way. He does it differently. And that's been my problem. When we talked to buy this church, I thought somebody was going to come in with a big fat check because it happened before in the chip shop. I was given a lot of money from somebody I didn't even know, called him the bailer boy. He was a farmer that was like a tramp. He got no... <laughs> and that's another story. But unusual ways that God works and gives things and makes it happen. So I thought, oh, this church, we'll buy this church and God is going to do it. Somebody's going to come with a big check and we'll, we'll buy it. No, it didn't happen that way. No, it didn't happen that way. This is a, a new way forward and a new way of learning how God would do it this way, this time. It took faith. A new kind of faith. Because I was looking back and thinking, oh, well, this is the way you did it then. But no, no, God says, no, I'm not doing it that way. I'm doing it a new way. I'm not telling you how I'm going to do it, but you've got to trust me and believe me and go through the situation and see me work. But he's promised that he'll do that. Whatever you're going through, God will make a way. Yes, I've got carried away on that one, sorry. Um, yeah, the prophet reminds them that God's past ways of deliverance through the Red Sea, as we just read it, Encourage them to say that there's a new way, new promises through the wilderness and through different places. I am there. I am the almighty God. He was saying to Israel, and I will accomplish my word. That brings me great hope. That God will accomplish his word to you. Come off, church. God will accomplish whatever he said to you. You might be thinking, sitting there going, no, 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 no. It's not happening. I'm praying and praying, I'm giving up on all this. But God isn't. <laughs> Man, how many times I've given up on prayer for things? A year ago, I said, I'm sick and tired of praying for this. It's not happening. Okay, I've relinquished, I give up to it. A year later, to the, the same blinking day, a year on, the answer came. Oh, yeah, I was owed a lot of money. 
by a certain person and it wasn't working and I just give up on it and it's not going to happen. And on the same day, same year, God had brought a pressure onto them from a different angle that I never even thought and it released them to do it. They thought, incredible. I didn't, I didn't, I, this is how God works. Do not look back to how he's done it this way. Look to what he's doing new and how he will do it. You've got to go by faith and, and he will. I give up on it. But God reminded me, you prayed and I answered because I'm faithful to my promises and he will bring it about. So the lesson, and another thing is, have you considered that Israel are there as a nation today? Have you considered all the promises that God made to the people of Israel? How many times have they been into captivity and how many times they come back? But this time they've come back and they are a nation recognized in 1947 as a nation hated by all nations but they are a nation that are God's people God's apple of God's eye that's God being faithful to his people they had to go through the holocaust and through all the difficulties there but God was faithful and he brought them back and they're a nation and they are thriving the wilderness that was a desert place is now fruitful they supply so much to the world of fruit and veg and the, the miracles that come through Israel of, of uh, people's uh, inventions and all kinds of things. They're one of the greatest armies in the world. They have the greatest intelligence. God's people. God's promises to them. I am with you. But I'll bring you through these desert and difficult places. And there they are as a nation today. And God hasn't finished with them. Because the promises of Jesus is to come back for them. And to them. That's yet to be. Another subject. But... What's the lesson for us then? Just moving on. What's the lesson for you? What's the lesson for me, what we just talked about? Don't look back and live in the past. We can learn from it. Our past doesn't define us. It's not defining you, your issues or your past and problems. We don't, uh, do we perceive the thing that God is bringing us into? Yeah? Uh, his reminder to you, all things have passed away. Behold, all things have made new in Christ the difficulties that lie ahead of us don't be afraid of them because he is with you he will make a way through Okay? am I speaking to somebody this morning or is God speaking Sorry, through me to you through the expounding of his word God will make a way through even if it's the wilderness he will make a way through the wilderness of challenges difficulties hardships He'll make a stream, streams flow and refresh you in the wasteland of depression, anxiety and pain. Because those things are going to come, believe me. As a pastor, I'm not going to lie to you. Christianity is not all bed of roses. Your past will keep cropping up. The issues, you're new in Christ. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Perfect. Standing before the Father, undefiled, without blemish, before him. That's where we are. But the baggage in our lives, the apps that we've created, have got to be deleted as we go through life, as we encounter things, as we learn God. Learn him. Know him. And you know him through your circumstances. If you never had a problem, you never know he could solve them. If you never had any situation, if a child never falls down multiple times, the legs will never become strong. Okay. So maybe that's for you today. Hang on to it. Believe it. As God says to you, 
I've cleared out the grate. The old ashes are going. Okay? There's a new fire coming. Yeah? A new fire of refining. A new fire of defining. A new fire of firing you up to do what he wants. Yeah? The old ashes have gone. But listen, this fire will bring new ashes, won't it? And they'll need cleaning out. Because God's always doing new things with you. And he's always removing the old to bring in the new. Never stops. Amen? Shall we just pray? Let's just pray. Father, start a bit of ambience while we pray. Always nice to have a bit of ambience. It's, uh, David said, bring the harp. <laughs> bring the harp so that I can prophesy. Just let the... Let's just praise you, Lord. As we just enter this new 2024, are people looking online? And maybe the Lord, you've spoken into so many hearts and minds. Maybe just one word that's been today that's spoken to you, but perceive that the Lord is speaking to you and helping you and encouraging you. And Lord, as we pray, as we go into 2024, we can't be looking at the past. We can't be looking how you've done it in the past because you're going to do it a new way. Yeah, you're going to do new things this year and we've got to perceive them and work with you, Lord and get the old apps out of the church and maybe have new apps, Lord, and new, new things, Lord. Hallelujah, because you're exciting, God. You're an exciting God. May the fire of the Holy Spirit fall into the hearts and minds of all those who are listening this morning. May the, the, the great be cleared out and the new fire on the altar, as we heard this morning in prayer in the room before we come out. A new fire on a new altar that's cleaned and fresh and new. May the fire of the Holy Spirit come down and guide us this morning as a church. And may we be fires in our community. Burning for you, Lord. I know the baggage of the past is going to keep coming, Lord, but you're faithful to delete them and remind us who we are in Christ. Forgiven, restored, ransomed, healed, renewed in your presence. So help us, Lord, to let go of the rubbish. Yes, the rubbish. Yes, the things that we've believed into, the things that we've bought into that have done us no good, that have held us back into darkness. Some of this stuff we believed, Lord, has held us back, created confusion and broken us. But you'd say to us, all things have gone all things are new and you start with you Lord even in this year now in Jesus name Amen Amen Church Amen